Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett, and in this episode, I'm joined by Eileen Lonergan. How are you doing, Eileen? I'm good. How are you, Chris? Thanks for having me. Thanks. It's good to have you on the show. Um, Eileen has an amazing Facebook group with over uh, 18,000 people in it. It's called the Divi Theme Users Facebook group. And if you don't know what Divi is, Divi is a WordPress theme, and we're going to get into that. She is also one of the owners of the Elegant Marketplace website, and uh, we'll get it. We'll discuss what that's all about a little later in the show. But to start off, Eileen, how did you get into WordPress and Divi and Facebook? Okay, so I like back in the day got a degree in advertising. Okay. So- I worked as a media buyer, which meant I was working, like putting ads into different magazines or buying time on television shows. And then I moved abroad for a while. And when I came back, a friend, the internet sort of was in its like infancy stage when I was away. And then when we came back, I had a friend who was had four different golf sites and was looking to for somebody to help him with them do his Google AdWords. So I, it was like a natural fit for me. Um, and then he decided to do something else and I took his clients and I was doing AdWords. And out of that, I really began to understand SEO and AdWords is awesome. But as we both know, as soon as you stop paying for clicks, your content does a dive. Mm-hmm. So I was, the golf clients were like getting priced out of the market. And so we started help. I started helping them with content and then sort of one thing led to another. And I reconnected with a friend that I went to high school with who was developing a WordPress theme. And he said to me, you know, if you ever build, and I built one website in front page and I was like, I'm never, ever doing this again. This is horrible. And he said to me, if you ever make another website and you buy my theme, I'll like hold your hand through the whole thing. So I was like, oh, that's so great, but I'm never, ever doing this again. So, <laughs> so I, that's how I got to WordPress and just sort of one thing led to another. I was really committed or I, and I am still to my blog and I would just like casually post on Facebook. Here's another website. And then I would just kept getting client after client. So through that WordPress connection, my friend's Don Campbell and he has a really cool product now called get five stars, which is a review platform. So he's really doing that and not doing the themes. And one of the guys from that sort of group we, we were in called me one night and said, I think you'd really like this Divi theme. So I was like, all right. So I, I went and I bought it and I thought it was great and I love it. And on my blog, I started posting some of the things I figuring out, you know, like some of the stuff is now not even relevant anymore if you're close up. But as I was figuring things out, I was also looking for a community that could answer my questions. And although I'm a big, huge fan of support and paying for it, um, sometimes you just like want your little posse and you don't want to wait around. Yeah. So, 
I started the Divi theme users group and maybe like two hours into it, I realized, oh my gosh, this is probably not the right name because as soon as you open up anything with WordPress, you start getting questions about WordPress, you start getting questions about hosting, learning platforms, plugins, whatever. but you know, but the focus everybody's gathering around is Divi. I think that sort of gets people in the door. That's awesome. And how many people are in there right now? Um, I checked this morning and it's almost 19,000. That's amazing. So just, just to plan a little context of where we can go and, and really look into that in more detail, uh, for the online course creators out there, the membership site builders, the people trying to build community around a, a brand and build training around a certain brand, there's this community piece that pops up. And you, know, you can do that on your own platform. If you're using WordPress, you can use something like BuddyPress and build Facebook in a box type social networks, but you can also leverage the tools that are already out there like Facebook or um, just other online community platforms. Now you get conflicting advice around Facebook. Like for example, uh, I may not want people to leave my training site and go to Facebook because they'll get distracted and they'll never come back. The counter argument to that is, well, if your stuff's not good enough for people to want to come back, then I mean, maybe it doesn't really matter, but I do understand the importance of protecting focus. Um, but really one of the things that makes a Facebook group great is just a thriving community and, and, and numbers, uh, you know, having a, enough people to get that momentum. Like if you, if, for example, if you have your own forum that nobody posts in, it's kind of a graveyard or it's a dead forum. Um, but what are, what are some of your key insights that you've learned over the years in, in helping build this up to, almost 19,000 people. How do you build community in Facebook? What are the do's? What are the don'ts? Let's, uh, let's get into all that. And I guess maybe we can start just by looking at the, the niching. You, you, you mentioned, okay, this isn't just WordPress or web help and share. This is like for very specific users of one product called Divi. Um, but in the niching, niching department, what else would you add as a, what, what, what about niching has helped make your Facebook group successful? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I think that the finding your niche is a little bit of sort of a wild card because you have to care about it. You can't just say, I'm going to have a group about plugins, you know, and I don't really care about plugins because, you know, you, you become very tied to these groups. If, I guess if you want them to be successful. So you have to care about it and you have to use it and you have to like it. Um, and for me with the Divi theme, I specifically have, while I've tried a whole bunch of WordPress themes and I have like licenses to them all, my philosophy has been get to know one theme really, really well and ultimately it will make your life easier. For me, I don't necessarily have niche clients. Like I don't just do chiropractors or dentists or authors. So I need something that's flexible enough that it can accommodate these different businesses, but I don't want to be learning a new theme every time. And 
sort of the beauty of WordPress, or I think a lot of people come into it because they think, oh, you know, once I sort of know like this behind the scenes, the dashboard becomes really easy, but each theme has its own little nuances. Like, do I, where do I change the colors, you know, all that stuff. So I think it is important to have, have a niche. Um, I, it grew really quickly. I randomly posted on one, an elegant themes, um, one of their blog posts, you know, Oh, I, we're talking about this in the group and that sort of opened up the floodgates. Like in a comment? In a comment. Exactly. Okay. Um, on my website, on my blog posts, I put, you know, you, for, for more learn, visit the users group or the Facebook group. Um, and then people would start telling their friends about it. Divi support started directing people to it. Um, they, they did a blog post on it. So it's kind of taken off from there. I mean, I have, I, I've definitely gotten help and support along the way from, from that, from Divi, from elegant themes. That's awesome. And how long has it been? When did, when did you go going from zero to 19,000? How, how long, how much time has passed here? I think it's been three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a lot in three years. It's a lot in three years. So sort of back to your previous question, like what makes it sort of a vibrant community? I think if somebody is going to start one of these groups, you have to realize that you're not going to be the most popular person on the block. Because... Well, because you have to say no, you have to um, dis- like moderate. You have to moderate. Yeah. Um, you have to. Sometimes it's really easy to kick people out because they're posting, you know, like the Ray Ban sunglasses deal, and you're just like, you're out. Other other times, people are just sort of relentless with their self promotion, and you have to decide: is that detrimental to the group? Like, are they just annoying or? Are, are they really just, you know, there's a lot of cultural differences between, you know, Americans and, and other countries. Um, so you have to say sometimes to people, okay, you know, you really don't want to say, give me your login and, and password in a Facebook group because that's dangerous. You know, people are just going to view you as a, a spammer. Like let's in that you, you might spend a little time saying, does this person really have a, a skill set that they're bringing to the table or are they just creepy? Right. Right. Yeah. Cause there's, there's some of that out there. Yeah. Facebook's wide open. Um, a lot can come in there. And if you're looking at it for a online course or your learning platform, I think there's really two approaches kind of like how you guys with elegant marketplace. And we can talk about that in a moment, but um, you can have a Facebook community that then a piece of that points to your, your online course, your membership site, or in your case, your, your marketplace, or you can go the other way where only people in your course who get in are allowed in the group and it's very tightly restricted. Yeah. So I think that's just a question of what's your, um, what's your model? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to funnel people from Facebook into your platform or is it 
or is it really just that's where the community lives for your members only? Yeah. But how does that, how does the Facebook group, first of all, what is Elegant Marketplace? And then how does Facebook, the Facebook group and Elegant Marketplace interact with each other? Yeah, that's a really good question. So Elegant Marketplace is a marketplace for child themes and plugins and other creatives. We have everything from um, style packets for if you're maybe not a designer and and one woman's put together a style packet focused on travel and tourism. So like, I don't want to pick fonts and colors like that's in there. Image packs are in there. Um, We had one guy do a whole writing series on client contact, everything from the initial reaching out through the um, either great job, you know, you were an awesome client to, you know, this isn't really working out so well. Um, So you can buy all those emails for a pack. So um, we're also moving into Elementor and other page builders, um, themes and layouts for, for those. So that's what Elegant Marketplace is. And that fell out of um, a group of people in that met through the Facebook group. And it started with more people that now, now there's just two of us, Andrew Palmer and I, and Andrew's in, in London. And so we try to come up with a delicate balance of promoting our developers and keeping things open and informing people of what's going on in WordPress with hosting. Um, You know, like you and I did an interview, which is great, introducing the Divi community on using Lifter. And um, so we try to work with our developers so they're not posting on their own in the group. Um, you know, we, and we don't want to overdo what we put into the group because we, we want it to mean, you know, we want people to be happy to be there. We don't want them to feel like overwhelmed. Um, but you know, we get a lot of questions. People will say, you know, I would like a plugin that, or does anybody know how I can have the same, uh, image appear on the bottom of every post? Like, well, you know what, we have a plugin for that, you know, and you can, respond. And sometimes people respond with sharing the code on how to do that. Some people and other people like Google fonts is a great example. Like how do I add Google fonts? It's like, well, you know what, we've got this $10 plugin and people are like done. I don't want to deal with the code, you know? So it's a bit of, it's a bit of a balance. I get, hopefully we, we strike the right balance of, of promotion and satisfying you know, those needs. That makes sense. And it's, uh, I mean, it's challenging to moderate and, you know, to have it be um, kind of top down, but at the same time, this other great things happens in the, in the Facebook group where kind of peer to peer conversations and um, new relationships right. start forming in the community. How has that worked out for you? What kinds of things do you see people uh, like new relationships forming or how do without getting you or your partner involved, like what, what other kinds of things are happening in there? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really been amazing to me and I'm quite, um, thank you for asking. Cause I'm really proud of it. The, I, I think that we have had life changing 
um, results or, or organically from that group, people's lives have changed. I have. Has anybody gotten married? No, I know. I know. I do know of one relationship. Okay. You know, at some point, maybe there will be a a little Eileen or I'll get a wedding invitation. Right. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Or if they've, if anybody has gotten married, they haven't told me about it. But I, I get like, I get really nice emails. I got this one from this woman who is in Ireland and she said, you know, because of, this Facebook group and these tutorials and learning, I've been able to move back to my hometown and um, yeah. yeah. So I, we get those a lot and, and I can't reveal numbers, but we have paid out a lot of money and, and people, you know, to the developers who've created the child themes and the plugins. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hear of people like, I got a car, I paid my rent, I'm no longer, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or, you know, so it's definitely significant from that end. And then I get the, you know, people in the, in South Africa at WordCamp who are all Divi users from the Facebook group who met up and had lunch and there was like eight of them or something. So yeah, it's, it's great. That's awesome. My, uh, business partner, he's one of the organizers of WordCamp Los Angeles. And um, he was talking about like, there was this group of Divi users. uh, And it was like, so it's what you're talking about. Like it's, it's a, it's one Facebook group, but when that group get, there are happenings where they get together in person, which is amazing. It is amazing. I was at a a local meetup last night and the guy sitting next to me was talking about you know, themes. And he's like, well, I, I had to leave one of the Facebook groups. I was like, really? <laughs> what happened? It yeah. was just so time consuming. There was so much like going on. I just would get on there and I would forget about all my other work. It's like, well, what group was that? And it was mine. Like, dude, you got to get back in there. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Well, let, let me ask you one, like, and for the online course creator out there, if you're building a community, um, sometimes things happen in your community that aren't, you don't intend to happen. And sometimes it's serendipitous and like really positive. And sometimes it's, it's negative or sometimes it's, it creates chaos in your business. And what I mean by that is this is just a simple example. We have a Facebook group around the Lyft LMS product. It's called the Lyft LMS VIP Facebook group. Um, when you join or whatever the about thing is, like this isn't uh, the official support channel, but I will. I we get lots of questions for support, and what's really cool is that um, some of the other people in there will start helping each other answer their questions. Yeah. And sometimes people will start like at tagging me and and stuff where um, they're trying to get me to answer support, which I can do, and I'm happy to do sometimes when I have the answer. But we also have our formal, both free and paid support channels like we have a process and a a whole team ready to roll on that stuff so like you know people break the rules but it's not that big of a deal but it is like um i don't know like how do you deal with that like do you guys get support or like customer service questions in your facebook group about elegant marketplace or is that not or do the developers or is that not really an issue for you no we definitely definitely get support i think support is 
unbelievably challenging. Mm -hmm. And people are in the moment and they want an answer. So any way they think they can find you, they will utilize. Mm -hmm. And I'm guilty of that as well. So yes, people will tag us and we, for our developers, offer like the first line of, of support. Frequently, it's the, I forgot to unzip the zip file, or, I mean, that's like, you know, the number one, or somebody customizes some code and then they can't. So Andrew is in in London and I'm on the East Coast and I'm wearing my main, my L.L. Bean sweater in honor of Chris. (laughs) All right. My my main friend. (laughs) So... You know, we have a little time zone and then we have somebody on the West Coast and we try to like patch together answers. Um, But it is hard, you know, like we both keep Facebook open all day long and and jump in and and try to answer. And is that do you guys answer support questions in Facebook? We do. Okay. If somebody posts on Facebook, we'll answer in Facebook. Sometimes we'll say, you know, please, uh, you know, let's touch base privately because it's complicated. Like I was helping some woman on a Sunday night at like seven o'clock and we were kind of going back and forth, back and forth on Facebook. And then I realized she'd edited her code. I was like, you know what? I'm not getting into this on Sunday night. Right. Right. (laughs) But we, we do answer. um, And I don't know if that's like the right thing to do or not. Sometimes it's just easy and it takes two minutes and, and it also shows people that we're paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to your point about having a private group, if you're running a class, it's great because if somebody else knows an answer, then they jump in and solve that for you. Um, on the other hand, if it's your group, like, do you want to work Sunday nights at seven o'clock? I don't, I can't answer that for you. I think part of that too, which I can relate to as well with the Sunday night example that, that you mentioned is if you're going to run a Facebook group, there's some really smart people out there who design like <clears throat> user interfaces and software to literally be addictive. <laughs> so um, if you like, it takes some serious self-control especially if you use Facebook for personal, you know, stuff, just keeping up with friends and family to, you know, when that red alert goes off or whatever. Um, I think it's helpful if you've been around the web for a while to try to figure out some boundaries and just some healthy habits around, okay, I'm only going to do the Facebook group between this, this time or five days a week, not seven days a week or whatever. Eventually the more you do it, you're going to need to have some boundaries. That's been my experience. Uh, and that goes for email and everything else too. But Facebook groups, uh, you know, or Facebook in general, I think it's help, help, helpful to at least be aware of, you know, how, how you use it and, and when, and, uh, when you allow yourself to use it. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree with you. Um, and I know you and I both like to get outside and get some exercise and, And it's important. I mean, I had one guy, this is like a really, I've never talked about this before, but um, 
I think maybe I mentioned it to you last year, I was going through chemotherapy and I was literally, literally in the chair, like hooked up the nurses there in our hazmat suit and the whole thing. And this guy is just pinging me. He wants to put his, I, he's putting his link to his product or in, in the group. And I just kept saying, you know what, it's, we got to talk about this. It's like too spammy. Now's not a good time for me. And then now's not a good time for me became, you know what, I'm getting chemo right now. It's really not a good time for me to like, your business is not my priority. Mm -hmm. I said no and just kicked him out. Like, I just can't deal with it right now. So you, and that's like extreme. Hopefully yeah. nobody else is getting chemo and ha like has their right. problem. But after that, I kind of realized, yeah, I can't, I, I need to be a little bit less tapped in all the time. And that's when not being popular comes in where you just say, you know what, dude, like you're, you're not, you're not, not everybody's right for your group and mm -hmm. you're, you're not the right group for everybody. So that is something that sometimes you have to like do your deep breathing and remind yourself of they're not right for me. I'm not right for them. And it's okay. Absolutely. And that's a, that just in general is just a challenge for being online. I mean, the internet never sleeps. It's not a nine to five thing. So, I mean, it, it forces you to either get really good at boundaries or not so good and watch some important things slip away. So uh, whether that's, you know, just taking care of yourself or spending time with friends and family or sitting down to dinner and those kinds of things. It's right. amazing how it can take over. So right. I think that's one of the dark sides of online community is just, just to make sure you have healthy boundaries with it. All right. I totally agree. And having a partner with Facebook group, when I first started the group, anybody who was an admin had the power of they could only be an administrator and then they had the power of kicking you out. Mm -hmm. So I was a little hesitant as to who I made my partner because I didn't want to be kicked out. Right. <laughs> but now you can have people do administrative stuff and not have that power. So you can have helpers who are sort of under the radar checking for appropriate um, like for me, I always want positivity. You have to start somewhere. You know, there, what's a silly question to you today may have been the question you were asking a week ago. So there's no judgment. Absolutely. And um, <clears throat> I think getting people familiar with the search function is always good. So that yeah. they can, uh, you know, they can find stuff before that might have been asked about that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, what about any fears about Facebook changing? Like for me as a business owner, um, I know, I can't remember when it was a year or two ago when Facebook made it so that your Facebook page, the reach of it got much smaller and then uh, you have to pay or boost posts to reach more people, even your own people that like the post. Uh, otherwise it's gonna reach a small fraction, like one or 5% of them. So it's a, I mean, I understand why Facebook did that from a business model perspective. Right now, groups are amazing. In the back of my head, I'm, I'm waiting for that shoe to drop, but I'm not that worried about it because 
Well, I think that would be very damaging to Facebook. And if, if I have a strong community and we need to go somewhere else, I know we can, I'd hate to see it go away, but do you have any fears like that or any, um, you know, reservations with Facebook at all or, or issues with like them and having privacy or anything like that? Well, the privacy thing I think is really interesting and I fully in my heart believe if, if you, anything you put out there, like you might as well like just do a a mental check. Would I mind if my grandmother saw this? Would I mind if my children saw this? You know, like my future clients, employees. I mean, perfect example is we have some people in the Divi group who post mean things about their clients and the clients are in the group. Oh, you know? so <laughs> yeah. if it's like if, if I'm the National Enquirer, you deserve to be lied to. You know, it's like that, <laughs> that yeah. kind of thing. So, um, I totally hear what you're saying. Like for my own, what I always tell clients, or like not doesn't come up anymore. But people used to say, "Well, my business is on Facebook," and I'd say, "Well, that's like really not a, a great plan." So, you know, we have a, a strong website and a strong blog and you know directing people there for more information is is always a good thing if the group went away i would be really sad um but i i think that groups are kind of where it's at on facebook like right now mm-hmm. and if that changes like you say i think that that we're um nimble enough or responsive enough that maybe we'd figure out the next place to be. It's really, it's really easy and it's really fun. And, but I think, I don't think maybe 19,000 could be replicated, you know, quickly, Right. but I think we could make it happen. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I, and I mean, sometimes changes, not all Facebook changes are negative or anything like that. Like all the new Facebook live stuff and the focus on uh, video and, and the whole live thing, especially for a learning environment is a great opportunity to kind of blend in not just passive video courses or whatever, but also, you know, some live uh, sessions in the Facebook group or whatever. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know. It is. I think that's part of, the attraction to this business maybe for you and I, because we both love to learn and we both love um, sort of what's next and staying current. And so maybe it's not as nerve wracking to me as other things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I just go with the flow. I mean, that's, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, Cool. Well, for the listener out there who's just getting started and they're at day one and they're clicking the uh, create group button, it sounds like if we were going to give out a few tips of like how to grow the group, um, it sounds like for you having a, being in a strong niche with a lot of people that just are hungry for a community that doesn't necessarily exist yet Mm -hmm. in a super micro niche is one. Um, Your community is related to a certain product or at least it started that way um so having that that other company you know getting involved on their in their social conversations whether that's blog comments or they even write a post about your group that was a big accelerator Mm -hmm. what else has helped 
the growth, like in general? I think the having sort of niches within the niche. So we have a huge amount of people in the group who are photographers and they tell one another about it. We have a lot of virtual assistants. So they'll say to their virtual assistant gang, you know, you should join this group. Um, And as people, so, you know, our, our own, little helpers. We definitely have done some, some boosted posts. Mm-hmm. We, anytime we write a blog post or I write a blog post where I, I may say, you know, this question came up in the Facebook group, uh, Divi group. And you and, link to it. And I'll link to it. Yeah. So then we'll get people to join that way. Um, I think that like slow growth maybe isn't bad either because it'll allow the person who's setting up the group to kind of find their feet and figure out what works for them. Um, I think definitely highlighting some of your power users is, is good. Um, the super because, connectors or. Yeah, yeah. Because they're great. The people like, Sometimes I'll see people just like answering all these questions. I'm like, you know, who are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have a couple names in my head right now. I'm like, yep, I know who comes to mind when I think about that, which is amazing. Yeah. 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 And, I, and I've hired some of those people. I'm like, well, right. I need to hire somebody for support. Guess where I'm going first? That's- I know. I know. I was speaking with Robbie from Beaver Builder yesterday, and the person that does all of their tutorials was one of their power users. <laughs> yeah, it's only natural. It's all it's it makes perfect sense and it's great. And which is like another thing is you don't really know where your career opportunities are going to come from. Mm-hmm. You know, and I there's like we said earlier, so much business has come out of people answering questions because you say, oh man, she's the gravity forms guru or that person is the, you know, anything related to wedding photography websites. We've got a whole slew of those people in the group. You know, I'm going to this person who I know Melissa Love, like she's comes to mind and she's used Lifter on a new course that she's launching. And um, Michelle Noonan is like, one of our shared power users. So it's, it's, I think it's a great way to increase your own profile. If you're trying to get business or set up your own tribe is by being active in a group. Absolutely. And sometimes like you're saying, the groups overlap Um, in lifter LMS, we have a segment of people who are really passionate about Divi and then I'm sure you have some Divi people. There's a small segment who's interested in online courses. So there's other Facebook groups overlap and those users kind of move between. It's, it's really fascinating when you think about it. And then, uh, yeah, it's just another way to grow is to not be an isolationist. Um, you know, perhaps there's other, like I'm a member of probably it's, I mean, I'm a little obsessive about it, but probably like 30 or 40 Facebook groups related to online courses. Okay. Do I spend all day and every day in there? No, but 
I, at least once a month, I like to just drop in and check out like, okay, what's going on over here? What's the conversation about? Oh, I know that person, that person, that person, you know, you start recognizing faces and, um, you know, you can see, like you're saying, where it's helpful to be helpful, not just promotional all the time. And so if you are kind of jumping around, I think that's a beginner newbie mistake is to always be like slinging or promotion, promoting your stuff or whatever. So I try to always be helpful. I mean, if it makes sense yeah. to mention Lift Rail MS or even link to something, depending upon where I am, if it's what the person is asking about, I'll do it. But I'm very sensitive to like not to try to be, um, you know, helpful in the group and always give before taking and that kind of thing. Yeah. When I first started in my face, first Facebook group, which was my friend Don from high school who had the WordPress theme, I had this personal standard that I, I really tried to adhere to, which was for each question I was going to ask, I had to have already answered or shared three things. So it could be, you know, I found Unsplash and I'm sharing it with you guys, or I found this plugin or um, somebody has a problem. You know what? I know how to do this. Let's jump on Skype and I'll help you solve it. Or here's the answer or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, I'll, I'll tweet your blog post. I will, whatever it was. And I was really, really religious about it. And the upside was whenever I had a question, people were like so pleased to be able to answer, you know? And when you have a question, you're like in that moment of frustration, which is why they're pinging you on Twitter and Facebook and all the rest because they're just desperate for an answer. So I, I think you're right. Like it's, it's fine to go into a group and kind of poke around, but Try not for your first post. Right. Uh, you know, buy my Ray Ban sunglasses. Buy my Ray Ban sunglasses. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about just where Lifter LMS and Divi overlap. So, if you're if you're new to all this, just to make sure everybody knows, Lifter LMS is a WordPress plugin that makes it possible to create, sell, and protect online courses. It's mostly about functionality. Um, it's not it does have some design elements, but you still need a hosting account. You need to install WordPress and you need a theme and that's where Divi comes in. So can, can you tell what to the uninitiated, what is Divi? So Divi is a WordPress theme from elegant themes. So they have, I don't know, maybe a hundred different themes. And that is, so I think their showcase theme what makes it so popular is their page builder. So you can drag and drop, have columns, um, different modules. It's You can export and import. So if you like a, a layout from one website, you can send it over to another website very easily. It's very portable. Um, then within Divi, uh, Andrew and I came to Lifter because I had a course. Um, we had somebody give a whole video tutorial series on um, Essential Grid, and okay. so put that in as a as a free course. Um, Andrew's done a course, and so for us, we used right out of the box. We, you know, your 
default layout and styling was just fine for, for what we needed. Um, as we mentioned before, Melissa Love has used it and she did some styling. And then Michelle Noonan has a theme, which I would have been lucky enough to see her. It's a child theme. And she has, uh, because the Lifter LMS pages are really custom post types, you can put a little snippet of code, which she'll share with you, um, right into your WordPress, I guess, page functions and post functions. And then you can use the Divi page builder. So she's come up with this child theme with, you know, the previous or next lesson and previous lesson and the sidebars and everything's really styled. And she's got columns where you can download the audio, the video, the, you know, PDF documentation, whatever. Um, and it just looks great. So if you're really wanting to customize, then I'm, I wish her, her theme was live right now, but you'll, you'll see it hopefully just in a couple of days. And then I think you'll like it. Awesome. I can't wait to see it. And if you're listening to this, by the time this goes live, it should be out. So where would people go to find that? Yep, it will be at elegantmarketplace.com. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, so anybody who's looking to get into the e-learning space, which you should be because it's so, the possibilities are limitless and especially with all of the features that you have from, you know, membership to audience engagement or, you know, sort of whatever it is, it's, it's an unbelievable platform. You guys have thought of everything. Um, well, I appreciate that. And, and, you know, the thing that we don't have is just not a super heavy focus on design. So when someone like Michelle comes along and is like, all right, I'm going to bring some awesome design to this. That's, that's like next level stuff. I mean, that really completes the picture. Right. Um, so that's, that's really cool. And I encourage anybody to go check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I can't wait to, to see it or have everybody see it. Awesome. Well, Eileen, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, so if what's the URL for Elegant Marketplace, if anybody's going to check that out? Yep, elegantmarketplace.com. Awesome. Anywhere else you want to send people? Um, well, we have we have all the usuals. Okay. <laughs> the Twitter, join the Divi Theme Users Facebook group. Um, and what else? Pinterest. I typically will do the Pinterest stuff under Eileen Lonergan. Um, just because I'm sort of addicted to Pinterest in my spare time. So awesome. good deal. Well, let's, uh, let's leave people with one uh, pro tip for their Facebook group uh, or ways to use, creative ways to use Facebook groups. Um, for me, I'm just going to say that if you're just launching your course and you're, you know, in the marketing phase or even while you're building it, you should go ahead and start building your audience that it's really important to, you know, get involved in Facebook groups where your ideal students hang out. So for example, if you have a photography education website, uh, it would be important to go not just join Facebook groups with other photography teachers, but go find where your ideal photography, um, aspiring photographers are hanging out, whether that's a beginning photography group, an iPhone photography group, a you know, architecture or landscape photography, photography group, whatever it is, there's, you could go somewhere and you might find a, 
uh, area with like 30,000 people already in there that are like, you know, within the range of who you're trying to teach to. So uh, go get involved. So what's, what's yours, Eileen? Um, my tip, that's a good one. I like yours a lot. Um, but I guess my tip is for, if, for the moderator or the, the founder would be don't be afraid to inject a little bit of fun. You know, um, we had a little ugly sweater party. Everybody posts, you know, their photos of them in an ugly sweater. Um, a lot, and in order to allow people to promote themselves or share what they've done or their successes, a lot of times on Friday, I'll post a, you know, like it's a virtual cocktail party and I'll post, you know, okay, here, like drink time share what you, what you've done this week and then people can put the sites that they've completed or the clients that they've landed or you know some of the stuff people come up with is it's like I'm so proud of you it's awesome so don't be afraid to have the the human element in your group awesome well Eileen Lonergan ladies and gentlemen thanks for coming on the show thank you so much Chris I appreciate it